I could be lying on this, but if you want any of that stuff, like the slideshow and stuff like that, or the service this morning, if you go on basschapel.church, I'm sure if not, I'm doing it right now, there'll be some links there, and uh, you can get a link to that slideshow and different things like that, and then even the service today. I tell you what, it's so awesome to watch these kids, because I wouldn't follow those actions. I, my style of dancing is freestyle, so anyway... But uh, it was fun to watch them. Um, so I know a lot of you guys are into art, and I, I wanted to go into art, but it uh, didn't work out. I don't feel like I had the skill for it. But I, uh, to show you how dumb I am or smart I am, uh, I clipped out of five, uh, nine hours of arts and humanities. Wow, great. So I know stuff, but I can't do anything. That's basically my life. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> but recently, you may have heard in the news, uh, those of you that have heard of Vincent Van Gogh and for the kids, I'm not trying to be gross, but one of the things we know about Van Gogh is that uh, at one time he had some mental issues and he cut off part of his ear, the bottom part of his ear. And so when he did a self-portrait, he, uh, the self-portrait, now you're going to look it up, and you can see part of his ear is gone. Yes, he had some issues. Well, the other day, they found a new portrait by Vincent Van Gogh, and what happened is a lot of times he didn't have the money to buy a new canvas, because portraits, I'm using paper today, but portraits were canvas, which were, <coughs> excuse me, a type of fabric that was stretched over a, a wooden frame, and so he didn't have enough money to always have the canvas, so he had painted another painting on the back side of the portrait. And they just found that. So that's kind of interesting. So both paintings are worth a lot of money. And the reason they know it's one of his earlier paintings, it was a self-portrait, but his ear was complete. So anyway, so why do you need to know that? Because we're talking about masterpieces. And everybody here is a, is a piece of work. <laughs> you are, and you know who you are. Everybody here is a piece of work. And you're a piece of work by the greatest artist. And you are his greatest work. And that artist is God. And in the book of Genesis, Genesis, and for those of you that, you know, the kids still getting used to the Bibles and different things like that. And I want to say, some of the kids say they didn't have Bibles. We'd be glad to help with that. Or, you know, they're interested in learning more about God. That's important. But the first book in the Bible, Bible's made up of several books, is Genesis. And so right off the bat, God creates everything. He says everything created was good. But his top and his best creation, his masterpiece, was us. Genesis 1.27 says this, So God created man in his own image, and, and the image of God he created him, male and female, he created them. And so the, re, the reason we're made in God's image is for the only thing in God's creation that has a soul that is redeemable. Yes, in heaven there will be animals and all these things, but the fact that God created us in his image. And so we're his best masterpiece. God made us in his image, and everything he made was good. And so let's imagine this, and if you can't see it, you're sitting too far in the back, regular Baptist. Okay? I'm going to have to do it this way. But, and I was hoping it would be thicker than this, but we'll try to do it thick. Okay, whatever. I tried to get the thickest, and I hid this, because if a kid got a hold of this... <laughs> No, anyway, teasing, yeah. sickos. All right, so it looks like a straight line there, okay? And what that is talking about is when God created us, he created us complete. 
Let's imagine we're here and God's here. There's a complete connection. And everything God made was good. And this is how it all started. This was God's design. So what happened? God gave Adam and Eve, the first people, a choice. Now, we all have choices, but we're all born into sin. And what that means, we talked to the kids this week on the fact that nobody teaches us how to sin. They just teach us to sin better. I want you to think about that, okay? Nobody teaches how. But you remember that first time yourself or your child, uh, you're looking them straight in the eye and they're not telling you the truth. Come on, look at me, look at me. Did you do it? No, you know, that kind of thing. And nobody teaches. We're born into sin with the desire to do what we want to do. But Adam and Eve could freely not sin. And we all make our choice, but they didn't have that pressure. And so God only told them a few things not to do and to eat of, and not to eat of the certain tree. And they, they did that. And since they sinned, then it separated them from God. They were in a garden. Everything was provided for them. They got kicked out. And then everyone after Adam and Eve had to struggle with sin. So we had this complete thing going on here. It was a good thing, a solid line. And when Adam and Eve chose to sin, then what happened was here's us, and here's God, and it's broken. Guess what? None of us are perfect. We're all broken. And this is what happened here. And so there was no hope, and it was really sad. And was that the end of it? No. A lot of us know the scripture, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that gave his only begotten Son, that who shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God began right there in Genesis to provide a way for us to be saved and for us to be restored. And so a lot of you have seen this before. It'll take me a minute, okay? But Christ, I'll show you here in a minute, so just hang on, okay? I did it wrong, so you can't see it. Okay, here we go. All right? Yes, I know this costs money, okay? Who cares? All right? Just me. Anticipation, okay, all right? Keep you wondering. Some of you have seen this before, and like... Some of the kids have a bracelet like this, and I'm trying to be a Mardell salesman, but they've got these bracelets there, and they're pretty cool. <laughs> so Christ came down. That's an arrow going down. So we were broken. We had this broken line that we talked about. We were had a solid relationship. Then we chose, Matt and Eve chose our own way, and then we're all born in the sin, and we're separated from God. And so God, right there in Genesis 3, begins to plan to send his son. So Christ came down, and Christ lived a life that we couldn't live. He was like Adam and Eve. He didn't have he wasn't born into sin, but he could choose whether to sin or not. He chose not to sin. And so he said, I'm going to take your punishment for it. We talked this week. I've got three other siblings and there's no way they ever try to take my punishment for me. If anything, they would try to frame me for what they did. Okay? And but God sent his son, he did it willingly to die on the cross to pay for our sins. He was buried in the tomb and then he rose from the dead to give us hope. Isn't that awesome that we have that solution? So now let's go back to our original problem here. Okay? And this is what's cool about what Christ did. So, i got to be really good on this. Okay, so there's our brokenness. But guess what? When Christ came down, 
through the cross, he healed it and created a bridge for us. Some of you have done that. That's where you're at. Some of you have it. And the kids, we're really careful. I want you to understand this. As a pastor, BBS is to expose your kids to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when they're ready, uh, all this week I gave the kids stuff to go home. And if, if they haven't given it to you, we've got some more. But I've asked them to you guys to read it over with them. Do you guys questions? Because I want you to understand, God created the family first. He created Adam and Eve. And they're the evangelism center that faith starts at home. And God also created the church. We see that in Acts. But our job is to help you, to help your kids come to a decision for Christ. And so I easily can say to all the kids, hey, does everybody want to come to Jesus? And they would. But we want them to understand. So we've been talking to them about this all week, about all these things and about what sin is. And God made everything good, and he made a way to restore this masterpiece. And now that's going to get into the scripture that we covered this week. See, what's interesting, I'm going to down BBS, everything went well, but if I was writing and I'm not perfect, I would have added Ephesians 2, 8, 9 before we got to 10. And so, when we, how in the world is this possible? It means we're saved, and we're saved by grace. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says this, For by grace you've been saved through faith that is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one can boast. So I want you to understand, I deserve hell. I deserve to be separated and punished forever from God. But in his grace, he said, yeah, you deserved it, but Jesus paid for it. If you want it, you can choose it. And so we're saved by grace. I'm no better than anybody here. And I'm saved through faith. That means that if I trust what God has done enough to ask him into my life, and it's a gift. A lot of us have problems with gifts, but we can't ever be good enough. We can't ever pay off what we need to with God. And we need to imagine, I didn't have it here today, a a wrapped gift with your name on it. Guess what? I can't open that gift. You have to open it. And it's your decision. He still gives you that free will. And so it's a gift. And, And guess what? It's God who did it. Not, I was good enough, or I stayed good enough. We're saved by grace, not by works. So then that brings us to the verse we talked about this week. And then we see it up here, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So we've been talking about this in the drawings, that we're all a piece of work, right? I said that. And the solid line was this, everything God made was good. But that line was broken through sin. But Christ restored that. So now it's all up to us on whether we're going to try to recreate ourselves or let God restore us. And so when we ask Christ in our life, then we can do good works. We don't do good works to be saved, to stay saved. We do good works because we are saved, because we have a relationship. And so... He, get, he gives us this gift, and when we receive Christ, we can begin, we're his workmanship, we're his masterpiece. We're designed to reflect Christ. We're designed to point to God. And so when we do that, when we receive Christ, then we can do good works. And good works are not just, oh, I just did that to do it. I did it so people would say, why are you doing that? Because Jesus loves me and he loves you. And we want to point to God. And so... We live doing what God wants us to do. And we point to God. Notice this. Jesus came down and he healed that. 
And now this should be the symbol of our lives that we point to God. So now we got the question, and we sang the songs, and the kids knew it. How do we do this? You know, first of all, and again, kids, what's the A? Now you're quiet. I'll start being called through BBS. What is the A? Admit. Admit that you're a sinner and you can't recreate yourself. And because he's made a masterpiece, you can't restore. So that's admitting, guess what? I'm never going to be good enough. Well, I'm there because I understand that. Okay? A lot of us will do that, but we do nothing with it. Guys, kids, you know what the next one is? B. Believe. Trust that Christ died, that Christ lived, that Christ died, that Christ buried, and he rose from the dead for our sins. That Christ paid for our sins. And then we know the last one. What is it? Tell me why. Yes. Yes. What? Confess. Oh, yeah, I thought you said S. I thought. <laughs> Here we going. Confess. Call upon the Lord. To, and we learned a word that they called Jesus when he came in. Hosanna, which means save me. So you say, well, how how can I get grace? How can I do this? Admit, guess what? I'm never going to be good enough. I believe Christ was and he died and he's buried and he rose again. And he needs to raise again because of that. We have no hope and we just need to hit the, the bouncy house then, okay? Because we have no hope. But um, admit, believe, call on him to save you. A lot of you have done that. Some of the kids haven't. There's not going to be any arm twisting here. Because I, when, they, when they get it, if they get it, I want it to stick. And that's with you parents. And I've tried to help you, and I'll help you any way I can. But whether you're a kid or a parent today, we're all a piece of work. The question is, are we a piece of work that we're trying to recreate, that we're trying to patch up, or are we going to be his workmanship? The only way you can do that is let Christ heal that relationship. Admit you're a sinner. Believe Christ died for you and commit to him as Savior Lord. A lot of you have done that. Again, you're not saved by what you do. You're not saved. You don't continue to be saved by what you do. But the question I have for you today is how are you reflecting God? How does anybody know that you're God's creation? Are you doing, are you doing the things he wants you to do? We're going to stand on our feet and just have a heads bowed and have a time of invitation. And then when I close in prayer, we don't have anything else, right? They're going to... Everybody's going to sing. They're going to close with a song. But if we bow our heads right now, nobody looking around, we're not embarrassed you. I want to tell you how this invitation, I want to invite you to something. If you feel that your child is ready to do that, they can talk to